0: Welcome to the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you. In each episode, we explore Scotland's captivating history, celebrated myths, spectacular landscapes, and vibrant culture. Through the Imagine Alba podcast and our free online magazine, ImagineAlba.com, our goal is to share our love of Scotland and inspire your imagination. Whether you live here, have visited, are planning a holiday, or you simply love all things Scottish. Join us for our virtual journey across Scotland as we Imagine Alba. Hello and welcome to the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you. This is your host, Michelle, coming to you from beautiful Argyle in the West Highlands. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and thanks for joining us for our special holiday festcast. This is a special episode that we are dedicating to winter holiday traditions in Scotland. Between raising the roof on St. Andrew's Day to raising a dram in honor of the Bard on Burns Night, with the world-famous Hogmanay celebrations in between, it's fair to say that Scotland does the festive season with pizzazz. Compared to the nearly endless summer days that we get here in Scotland, in winter the sun sets by 3.45 in the afternoon and doesn't rise again until nearly 9 a.m. So you have two choices really, hunker down and hibernate from November to April, or just party your way through the dark season. And as we'll see, Scots usually choose to do the latter. Scotland celebrates nearly all winter long with unique celebrations that kick off with fireworks on Bonfire Night on November 5th and culminate in Burns Night on January 25th. On our special holiday episode of the Imagine Alba podcast, we're going to share the highlights of Scotland's festive season. So that whether you are Scottish or just Scottish at heart, No matter where you are in the world, you can enjoy the spirit of the season. In Scotland, the festive season really does start early. You'll start to see Christmas decorations up in the shops, even before Halloween. The season, though, officially kicks off on November 5th, Bonfire Night. You might also know this as Guy Fawkes Night. Remember, remember the 5th of November, Gunpowder, Treason and Plot. So goes the old poem about a plot to blow up King James I and his entire Parliament. Guy Fawkes was the unlucky man caught red-handed setting barrels of gunpowder to blow up underneath a session of Parliament. And then he and his co-conspirators were hanged, drawn, and quartered. What better excuse for a party? This foiled plot was celebrated as a reminder that treason against the Crown would never be tolerated, and effigies of Guy Fawkes were burnt. Today, though, it's all about the fireworks, bonfires, and fun, basically kicking off the holiday season with a bang. Every city, town, and even villages and neighborhoods hold impressive fireworks displays, and folks gather around huge blazing bonfires, cups of hot cocoa, or mulled wine in hand. The next date in Scotland's festive season calendar is St. Andrew's Day, which is celebrated on November 30th. St. Andrew is the patron saint of the country. A Galilean fisherman and an apostle, he was known for being strong, sociable and fair, encouraging people to share what they had with those in need. Originally, St. Andrew's Day was a way for homesick Scots to get together and celebrate their shared ancestral roots. You see, the official National Day actually began in America in 1729 among Scottish migrants. Today, St Andrew's Day is an opportunity for Scots to keep the spirit of the saint alive by coming together and helping others within their community. All around Scotland, this is also the start of the Christmas markets, parades, dances and fairs. Christmas Day in Scotland tends to be a quieter affair than some of the other winter celebrations. You see, Christmas was actually illegal in Scotland for hundreds of years starting in the 16th century. During the Reformation, it was decided Christmas was a bit too Catholic and it should be banned. Everyone was expected to work as if it were any other day. Christmas started to become fashionable again in the Victorian era, but December 25th only became a public holiday here in 1958. Meanwhile, the main focus was on Hogmanay, or New Year's, and that became the main winter holiday. Today, folks enjoy spending Christmas with family, exchanging gifts, and gobbling a big turkey dinner. And a Scottish Christmas dinner wouldn't be complete without a festive dessert, such as a traditional mince pie or clouty dumpling. A clouty dumpling is a pudding made with dried fruit and suet, and steamed in a clouty, or a clout, that's a piece of cloth. You can find our recipe for a clouty dumpling on this episode's page on our website. Boxing Day, December 26th, is an official holiday, and while its history is murky, it may date to the time when wealthy families gifted their servants with boxes of gifts and leftover food. These days, it's a day to rest, recover, and play with your new toys. That brings us to our biggest Scottish winter holiday, and here to explain, let's welcome Rab with the Scots Word of the Day.
1: Thanks Michelle. And today's word is Hogmanay. This is what Scots call New Year's Eve and marks the start of what is in many places the main celebration of the year, even ahead of Christmas in some ways. It's more of a big party really. Probably an excuse to make the best of the dark winter weather and have an excuse to celebrate. The origins of the word Hogmanay are unclear and there are several possibilities. There are theories that it could either be French, Norse and possibly through the goidelic branch of Gaelic which includes Irish, Scots and Manx, which is particular to the Isle of Man. At the end of the day, none of this really matters. Hugmany has been known as this for a long time and I'm sure will still be in many years to come. New Year in Scotland is a time to settle affairs and old debts and basically wipe the slate clean for the next year. There are also certain customs associated with a Scots New Year. Probably the biggest one is called first footing. This basically means the first foot that steps into your house will bring you good luck for the coming year. Tradition states that your first footer should be a tall, dark and handsome stranger. And this person should be carrying a lump of coal, a piece of cake or shortbread, and of course, whiskey. These are all symbolic To ensure that your house has a fire, that you will not go hungry and that you will have a wee dram to celebrate with. A traditional toast to go with this celebration would be Lang may your lum reek, meaning long may your chimney smoke. A Gaelic toast would be slangiva, which means good health. There are other celebrations and traditions that take place around the country for New Year and these can take many different, ingenious and sometimes ridiculous forms. For instance, in Orkney, there is a game called Ba. This is what is known as a traditional football game, but bears little resemblance to the modern game of football or soccer. It's a game where the residents of Kirkwall divide into two groups, the Uppies and the Downies, depending on which end of the town you were born in. The object is for one side to get the bar, or ball, through the gates of the opposition. The teams are generally of uneven numbers and it basically resembles two mobs in a huge scrum. This game goes back hundreds of years and is still played with much enthusiasm now. A more modern tradition is called the Looney Duke. The looney part is quite self-explanatory, but a duke is a Scots name for a dive or to duck one's head in water. This is practised in a few places in Scotland, but the most famous one takes place in the Firth of Forth at South Queen's Ferry, just north of Edinburgh. Every year, many loonies gather on the banks of the River Forth and throw themselves into the river for a duke, which I'm sure is most refreshing. If you need warmed up after all of this, there can be no better way to increase the temperature than to go to a traditional ceilidh. For those of you not familiar with this, it is a traditional dance, though the term ceilidh means a social event or gathering. Most of the time, a ceilidh dance will involve couples, sets or square dances, accompanied by traditional Scottish music. I'll cover this at greater length in a future episode, but in the meantime, if you get the chance to go to one, please do, and watch out for those ceilidh bruises. These can happen when you dance a strip the willow too vigorously. I'll see you next time. Have a good Christmas, a good New Year, to Yen and Awe, Slangiva, and Langmere Lumreek. Cheers.
0: Well, the festive season in Scotland is not over yet. Now we come to perhaps the most uniquely Scottish winter celebration, Burns Night. Robert Burns, our national bard, is one of Scotland's most cherished icons. Robert Burns, or Rabby as he is affectionately known, was born in Alloway, southern Ayrshire in 1759. He began writing poetry and songs at an early age and was famous across Scotland in his own time for his poetry, his songs, his love of bonnie Scotland, and of course, of the lassies. After his death at the age of just 37, Ravi's works became internationally renowned, and to this day, people all around the world sing Auld Lang Syne to bring in the new year. Every year, Scots and Scots at heart from across the globe celebrate Burns' birthday, January 25th, to end the winter festival period. This national day is steeped in tradition, and all over the country, folks celebrate Burns' life and cultural legacy by coming together with friends and family and partaking in a Burns' supper. A burn supper is quite the spectacle. The haggis is traditionally piped to dinner and then specifically addressed in poetry. Further poems, including a toast to the lassies, are exchanged by dinner guests with accompanying drams of whiskey toasts. While there are certain traditional elements, there are also many modern variations and twists on these traditions that befit Scotland, a country that champions fairness, equality, and inclusivity, all of which were championed by our beloved rabbi. We'll dedicate an entire podcast to Burns Night's in. So, as you can see, even though winter is a dark time of year, Scots just make a party of it. The towns and cities dress up to sparkle with fairy lights festooning every tree and building. The Christmas markets offer delicious treats, shopping, and attractions to keep both the nice and naughty children entertained. The skies light up with fireworks. Hot mulled wine helps chase away the chill and spirits are high. After the long festive season, all partied out and faced with a few more weeks of darkness, mm, we do tend to hibernate until April. February through March is generally guaranteed to be rainy and cold, perfect for early nights and by the fire. Visit ImagineAlba.com for extras on this episode, including holiday photos and a recipe, as well as our free online magazine about all things Scottish. You can become a member of Imagine Alba for free and get access to our monthly newsletter, forums, and more. And if you just can't get enough of Scotland, please consider becoming a supporter of Imagine Alba. For a minimum monthly donation, you get bonus content including extra podcast episodes, videos, and more. Visit ImagineAlba.com for more information. We also invite you to subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really helps others discover us. We also encourage you to get involved with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email us at imaginealba at yahoo.co.uk. We love to hear your stories about Scotland, and we always welcome your questions. The music in today's episode is by Kevin McLeod, the United States Marine Band, and Imagine Alba Productions. This has been the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you. We'll be back in the new year with a look at Burns Night and a preview of the lineup for Celtic Connections. From the Imagine Alba team, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Hogmanay. Thanks for listening.